Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey everyone, estás escuchando a So Violento So Macabro podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. And today Dee will be sharing about a case that occurred in East Los Angeles, California. One of the most terrifying things that could happen to a family is not knowing if her daughter, sister, or mother will walk out of your home and never return. Sadly, these type of cases are extremely frequent in our society. But sometimes all that it takes is a group of detectives to never give up on bringing justice to the family of those victims. This is a tragic case of Michelle Lozano and Brianne Guzman. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. I have to thank the LAPD, all the efforts they did to catch this monster. Es gracias a Dios que agarraron. Está preso y nunca va a salir. Yo sé que ya no la van a regresar así, pero gracias a Dios ya lo agarraron. I want to start off by saying that I found this case on a community Instagram account by the name Islos Community. It's an account that's solely based on entertainment fun stories, culture, and informative news from the East Los Angeles area and its surrounding cities. I originally found this account back in early December, and I thought to myself, I haven't heard about this case. And it was very interesting to me because it took almost a whole decade for the LAPD and um, their detectives 
to solve it and find the actual person responsible for this case. So the case begins on April 24th of 2011. 17-year-old Michelle Lozano went missing at approximately 4 p.m. across the street from Lincoln High School in Lincoln Heights. It's near the neighborhood of uh, Los Angeles, uh, downtown L.A. Sadly, her body was discovered on April 25th, 2011, one day after, wrapped up in a plastic bag and stuffed inside a container near the 5 freeway in Boyle Heights. Her autopsy showed that she had been strangled to death and sexually abused. On December 26, 2011, a day after Christmas, 22-year-old Brianna Guzman disappeared while she was on her way to the store to buy cough drops. Exactly a month later, on January 26, 2012, her badly decomposed remains were discovered near the 2 freeway near the Riverside Drive exit. Her body showed signs of trauma to the neck, and according to detectives, she was also sexually Police initially did not believe that the two killings were related, but investigators recovered DNA from Michelle's body and Brianne's body and determined that the DNA was the same. Hmm. So they had a connection and they finally connected that those two cases were from the same suspect. Yeah. They ran the DNA through their national and state uh, database to see if there was any DNA that matched the DNA that they found on the bodies, but they didn't find anything. According to the New York Post, LAPD investigators then turned to a controversial DNA testing technique called the familial DNA testing, which is DNA that allows you to compare evidence from other crime scenes or crime cases that law enforcement has in their database in order to identify relatives um, to the person that committed the crime. So it could be like your cousin, your uncle, your aunt, um, tu tia, tu tío, like depend, like it, it could literally find whoever's in their database. And Alguien que cometió un crimen y los pueden, they can link like, them. Link them together. Yeah. yeah. This was the second time that the LAPD has used the familial DNA to capture a suspect. The first time that they actually used this process was when they recovered familial DNA in the Grimes Sleeper serial killer case. Have you ever heard about that case? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, to me, it was one of those cases that I remember as a kid because it happened near my neighborhood. So definitely a terrifying case. If, if anybody wants to hear that case, let us know. Or if you want to Google it, go ahead. It's it's a very interesting case. When they grabbed DNA from the Grim Sleeper case, they uh, had gathered it from a piece a, a piece of pizza crust. So it, it, to me, it's insane how they they grab DNA from these things because I'm like, it's like they have to dissect DNA so much in order for them to click to something. It's crazy, huh? How they do yeah. all of that. It's like. That work that they do, I find it so amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So the DNA was linked to um, the killer, Lonnie David Franklin Jr., who was convicted to and sentenced to death in 2016. He later on died 
on death row on March 2020, right before the pandemic started. Investigators found a match when they ran the familial DNA of the person that was part of the uh, Michelle and uh, Brian's case. According to the DNA, the results matched the, sus- the suspect's father, whose DNA was filed in the LAPD's database system for a domestic violent arrest that happened, like, well, years back. The holidays always find a way to bring joy and happiness into our homes. Whether it's decorating the Christmas tree, wrapping presents, or preparing the tamales for our holiday dinner, Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together. Nothing feels like the holidays, like ugly Christmas sweater parties, posadas, and putting up Christmas decor throughout the house with family. Enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice-cold Coke. And from all of us at So Violento So Macabro Podcast, happy holidays! The man in question was 33-year-old Giovanni Borjas. Soon after finding out who was the main suspect, detectives began to follow Giovanni in order to collect his DNA sample to make sure he was the match to the DNA they found on both Michelle and Brianne's body. On one of their stakeouts, Giovanni was just walking down the street and decided to spit on the sidewalk. Oh, wow. <laughs> Detectives went along and grabbed that spit and sent it off to testing. The Qué sem- loco, huh? Like, I qué know. loco eso que en ese momento, I mean, lo están persiguiendo por, imagino, por horas, días. Yeah. Okay? And they just... se le ocurre escupir? Porque ex- obviamente en su cabeza no está ni... He's not thinking that they're no, looking for him. Exactly. So, imagínate, nomás estás caminando down the street yeah. and then spit. Yeah. And detectives go over there and collect your spit. That's why I love, like, forensics. It's like so... Oh, my God. It's just... It, it's it, crazy when things start matching up y empiezan a agarrar toda esta información and it's just like, wow. It gets you excited because you're like they're about to get them, and uh, like if you like if you've ever seen forensic files when they talk about like steak like doing like stakeouts and like yeah looking mm-hmm. at these uh, you know suspects they're there for like hours oh, days yeah. weeks uh-huh. months waiting for them to slip yep and sometimes the sus the suspects know that they're they're being followed. And it just like there's just one moment where they're like not thinking, and then they do something like that. And yeah. this is this is one of those moments, which is yeah. insane to me. Mm-hmm. The sample matched the DNA that was collected from the crime scene, and Giovanni Barjas was arrested on May 2017. So the case happened in April 2011, and then the second uh, the case second. was on. December 2011 and they found the body in January 2012 so it took roughly five years for them to capture him so imagine five long years to capture this individual and like the family never gave up on on finding this killer and like searching everywhere and calling detectives office and trying to find answers to their children's sisters cousins 
murders. Yeah, todos se movieron. Yep. Due to the high number of prosecutions in Los Angeles County and due to the pandemic, the trial was delayed and pushed back to October 2022. So this year, on October. During the trial, the prosecutors were originally seeking the death penalty in the case. But it was taken off the table following the election of Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon, that's how you pronounce it, who is against capital punishment. Darlene Duran, Brianne's mother, said during a court hearing last year that the decision was a slap in the face to victims' families. And it's true. Hmm. I mean, the death penalty, I know that some people are against it, but for victims, it, their own family members, like children, were taken away from them. So why not give somebody the death penalty for the crimes they committed? I know that there's, you know, politics behind it saying that it's not, you know, that it's taking a life, that it's inhumane, you know, all these things. But um, for this family, for instance, they were seeking the death penalty for both Brianne and Michelle's uh, family. Giovanni pleaded no content for October on October 31st during his trial to the two counts of first-degree murder and forcible rape, along with a single count of kidnapping and committing rape. He also admitted that special circumstances allegations of multiple murders and murder to commission of rape, he testified that he needed to tell his story. I know. Okay. <laughs> he testified that he, there's always two sides to the story, and he wanted to tell his side. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mataste a dos muchachas y dice there's two sides to the story. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The results is the same thing. Mataste a dos muchachas. Exactly. It's like, ellas tenían vidas propias y tú vas a venir a decir, pues había, hay otra, en cada caso hay dos historias. Es like, ¿qué va a cambiar? ¿Qué va a cambiar? O sea, que las mataste y las tiraste alongside the freeway. Like, the, nothing changes. It's not going to justify what you did. It shows that you raped them, that you left DNA evidence behind. Like, what it, What else do you have to say? His story. He has to I share know. it. His story. According to ABC7 News, the prosecution firmly stressed that Giovanni had a chance to testify his story, but chose to plead no content to all the charges. On December 12, 2022, more than a decade after the abducting and raping and killing of 17-year-old Michelle Lozano and 22-year-old Brianne Guzman, Giovanni Borajas was sentenced to life in prison in a downtown Los Angeles courthouse. According to KTLA News, Giovanni appeared motionless to the judge as he read his sentence. Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Larry Paul Fiddler read the sentence and said, I've seen assortments of murderers that run a gamut of every kind of murder under every kind of circumstances. I've never found anyone as cold-hearted 
there has no reason there was no reason for these crimes. Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Larry Paul sentenced Giovanni to life without possibility of parole. Imagine us. Imagine a judge is even telling you this. Like, you have no remorse, you have no sympathy, and like, it's it's appalling. I mean, that sentencing is the least that he deserves. Definitely. So he chose to not say whether he was guilty or not. Not confirm. He didn't confirm yeah. nor deny. Yeah. So he just kind of stayed like, okay, like, yeah. whatever. Eso dice mucho. Yeah. Right. But like, he kind of just blurted out like, oh, well, there's two sides to this story. And the prosecutors were like, you had a chance to say your story. The fact that you didn't want to and the fact that you plead no content. No contest means that you don't want to you don't want to say something that's gonna put more time into your sentence or give you a harder sentence. You know, I'm assuming that his lawyers told him you can't you can't testify. You're gonna literally say something stupid and dig yourself further down. Like just plead this and just get the the death penalty. Or in in his case, you know, the um. Life in prison? Life in prison, yeah. Entonces, nunca dijo el por qué hizo lo que hizo. No dijo no. cómo las conoció. No. No, nada de eso. No, y, and, y let me remind you, Michelle eh, tenía 17 años. O sea, mm. como... Y él, en el tiempo de que esto sucedió, uh, I think he was like 33 years old. So imagine a 17-year-old and a 33-year-old. How was that connected? No. And then... Um, Brianna was a single mother who was walking down to Rite Aid to get medicine for herself because she was sick. Like, they, they, like there's no... Like he kidnapped them. Yeah, there's like, it sounds like. there's no exact, like, theory that would come across him to say something that would make sense. And, and these crimes happen, like, in less than nine months from each other. So it's like... You were fooling around with a 17-year-old, and then all of a sudden you're fooling out with a, this 22-year-old mother. Like, make it make sense. Like, he oh was God. just going to dig yeah. a, a hole for himself. Yeah. yeah, I still, a part of me, todavía quiero escuchar cuál era su parte de la historia. Just yeah. to see how much deeper just, he was going to dig himself, or just how, qué, tan, qué más iba a mentir o agregarle a la historia. Exactly, it's es como like, que... A ver, cuéntame lo que vas a decir. Yeah. A ver, ¿qué tanto mentira te vas a meter en, en estas historias que vas a contar? Mm -mm. And the fact that he lacked any sort of remorse is what gets to me. It's like, like at least like be some sort of like empathy for these families for her, no. for what you did, and he didn't. It's insane. He didn't care when he choked them to death and raped them and threw them on the side of the freeway. He didn't care. Yeah so fucking tragic it is loved ones gave their statements during Giovanni's sentencing Darlene Duran Brianne's mother told Giovanni in court and you smirk as if these are lies brought to you don't forget you disgusting gross pervert that DNA says otherwise Mariana Salas Brianne's cousin said 
I just want it to be accounted for for that our pain will never be healed. Some sort of justice is being served today. But when is it when it is your day and it's your final day and God has that calling, that's when justice will truly be served. Marco Lozano, Michelle's older brother, said, It's been 11 years since my little sister Michelle Lozano and Brian Guzman were brutally murdered, taken away from us. We finally get to stand here and get some justice. Patricia Martinez, Brian's aunt, said, I myself joined vigils not knowing the family of Michelle Lozano, not knowing nine months later, almost close to a year, that I was doing the same thing for my niece. Richard Duran, Brian's dad, said, I sometimes cry when I see young mothers with their kids just having a good old time. I just stare at them and think, that, is, that should have been Brianna. Jose Bañuelos, Michelle's stepbrother, spoke on behalf of their father. He, sa- he thanked detectives, the prosecutors, Judge Fiddler, and said, And thank you, Your Honor, for giving us the gift of justice this holiday season. And finally, Darlene Doran told reporters at the end of the hearing, This is just a chapter that is going to close right now, and I can begin my grieving because I was on a mission. I was on a mission. I'm the mother who needed to know who hurt my daughter. Those are all powerful statements. Yeah. They all they all hurt a little bit differently when I yeah. when I read them and when I heard them uh, while watching um, interviews and videos about the court hearing. And it just shows that these two families joined together in a moment of grief and in a moment to get justice for their their family members. But it also shows that they that it's been almost 11 years and they they still grieve in so much pain because somebody that they absolutely love was taken from them too soon. Y Brianna dice también que tenía era mamá, ¿no? Tenía sus yeah. hijos. She she was it doesn't say how many um, children she had, but she it said that she was a single mother. Mm, sus chiquitos lo dejaron sin, los dejaron sin su madre. I know. And it's like when I when I heard the dad talk about Brianna and, and how he sees like young mothers with with their yeah. kids, it just hurts, you know. It's like that's your that's that could have been your daughter, and it's like it, it's so so sad to know that they took that away from him, and they took that away from her son or um, her daughter, and it's like the, yeah, things, de poder ver a sus hijos crecer. Yeah, it's it's very tragic I, there's no other word that i can say other than it's horrible that this happened it to is. them it, it, it's truly heartbreaking because things like this shouldn't happen yeah which is the sad part because as we always say like things like this happen so frequently 
and sometimes it becomes very overwhelming because this happened so many times that we just we just don't know what to do we we as people feel helpless yeah. to do anything y es lo triste que cuando pones cuando prendes la tele y ves las noticias es una tragedia tras otra tras otra it's like so frequent and it's just ya ni quieres ver las noticias yeah um, I, re I recently posted a tweet about it that says that sometimes after doing this for a year and after reading all these cases that it's con it's gone to the point that que ya, no, ya no puedo ver true crime stuff like I used to watch it as a form of like relaxation and entertainment and like sit there and watch documentaries or, or series about it and it's gotten to the point where it's like I need a break <laughs> I, I can't yeah. watch this or, or, or listen to these things anymore because it it starts affecting my emotions too much. And to know that you, you really can't do anything but but listen to these cases and and share them with people, it's something that I that that I find that it's my little piece of, of oh, yeah. yeah. Una cosa is cuando miras like documentaries, cuando ves you know shows, just películas, or you hear these stories, one thing is listening to it, y otra cosa es sentarte y hacer the research. Yeah. Horas, horas tras horas de ver videos, de estar leyendo documentarios, digo, de estar leyendo articles. It's, it gets to a point where, like you said, your emotions, they're all over the place. Yeah. Y tienes que parar. A veces hasta cuando estoy haciendo research, tengo que parar en vida. Like, okay, ahorita regreso en una hora o dos. Like, I can't. It's just, it's so much. And you just, I know, you know, we're not connected to none of these cases. And I, I really wish we never are, that none of you ever are. But you just, you feel some sort of pain. You're not feeling the same pain as these families, but it does affect you. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 completely true because I could at least disconnect from it, you know. I could yeah, exactly shut it off and mm -hmm. like go about my day. Yeah, but but these families can't just no shut pueden. it off. Mm -mm. Lo and, que vivir a diario. Yeah, and the only thing we can do is talk about you know their family member and and remember that they that they have a voice and that that if they have justice we're going to share about how they got justice yeah and not embrace their their killers or or glorify them in any way because it's it's inhumane it's it's like it's like very immoral like i i just want to show that i that i care and that there's empathy and you know and i think by us doing this it shows that and um yeah and sharing their stories and keeping their names alive and that's you know what we can do right now exactly um so this is the tragic case of michelle lozano and brianne guzman this i myself joining vigils not knowing the family of michelle lozano not knowing nine months later almost close to a year later 
I'm going to be doing the same for my own niece. She said, I'll be right back. I never thought that right back was never going to happen. Muy difícil para las dos familias. Lágrimas todos los días. Pero desde ese día que se fue, hasta hoy no han parado. There will never ever be a punishment that's going to fit the crime that was committed against Brianna and Michelle. However, I know he will never hurt another person being behind bars, and he's going to be just where he needs to be. This was the case for this week. Um, definitely an, a very impactful case. Uh, also, like if you want to read more about the case, I, I recommend it. Um, there's not a lot out there about it as much as uh, the research that I did, just because a lot of the articles are more recent. Um, but, you know, go ahead. Uh, you have the liberty to do so. Um, if you have any more informations, re information regarding this case or any of the other cases that we talked about um, during uh, these last couple of months, you could reach out on our socials or on our emails or even uh, on the description of our Spotify. We're going to have a little ask box where you could fill out any sort of comments you have regarding any of these cases. Um, and we just like to hear from you guys and, and hear your opinions and your thoughts on these uh, cases. Um, you make us, you know, engage to, to the conversation. So that would be great. Um, also, we would like you guys to follow us on our social platforms. Um, if you guys want to have any conversations there, you could follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at, at SVSM underscore podcast. Or you could follow us on Facebook at um, just type in Sobre el Macabro Podcast and they los vas a encontrar. Um, puedes escuchar nuestros episodios on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon Music, um, Google Podcasts. Just search oh, Sobre tenemos el 54 con este. Yeah, this is our 54th episode. So yeah. tienes suficientes episodios para escuchar si no has escuchado uno. Y Escúchenos hay... porque ya pronto vamos a terminar esta segunda temporada. Eso sí, entonces start catching up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we uh, have time. Yeah, you have a, you have a, a little, um, you know, uh, you December have a little break, break from us. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll tell uh, you guys when though. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll let you guys know as soon as we get closer to that to that um, final season two episode. Um, but yeah. Uh, let us know what you think about these episodes. Uh, we really like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, season and, uh, two. Can you believe that? Hemos dude. estado en eso un año. En serio, cuando yo y Dee empezamos, no cuando empezamos, no pensamos que íbamos a, you know, to just be baking all these seasons. And it's so <laughs> exciting. Like, it's just the support, you know, has been great. Um, it's just, it's, Thank you to all of you. And we wish that at the end of it, quisiéramos que estos, que ningún, que, uh, for no more crimes to occur. That's yeah. what we wish. In the end, for these killings, these murders, just to, to no longer continue. Because it's just, yeah. it's, it's not it, fair. It's not okay. And it's, it's a lot of these cases can't, we can't, yeah, we can't prevent them from happening we in can. a way. Yeah. But the least we could say is, you know, 
try to be precautionate. Yeah. Try to, you know, show you signs of things that, you know, certain things that you should look out for. Or maybe like, or, yeah. maybe like encourage you or anybody you know to go to therapy or find help or anything. Just in yeah. order for, I guess, to reduce it or to at least give some sort of guidance. We can't and, eliminate it. We wish we could. Yeah. That's, that's it. We had the power to eliminate all of that. <sighs> Yeah, uh, we would have if we could. Um, Mm -hmm. But definitely, like, thank you so much for listening and for following us during this second season and the first season. Uh, We really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, season three. I I can't Mm -hmm. believe it. Yeah, I seriously thought I seriously thought we were gonna give up by like episode oh, five, <laughs> <laughs> but somehow we're at episode fifty-four. <laughs> I know. So definitely, yes. uh, thank you all so much for listening, and um, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, yeah. don't know if I'll, we'll talk to you guys before New Year's, but I think we will. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think I think we yeah. still have one more episode before the New Year. But um, yeah, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and um, we'll see you guys soon. Yeah, whatever you guys end up doing on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, if it's with friends, if it's with family, if it's just you at home enjoying, you know, a great meal and watching Netflix, whatever it is that you guys decide to do, enjoy it. Yes, and and like I said before, I'm still accepting pet pictures because I already accepted one more. So... (laughs) Send me pictures of you and your pet next to a Christmas tree or your pet just next to the Christmas tree. Anything. Mm-hmm. I'll accept anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you guys for yeah. tuning in and for listening to us. And um, Merry have Christmas. a great week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky.